and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. San Francisco time on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second LP from Mia Folick titled Roach, and it starts with a song called Oh God. Folic is a singer-songwriter from Santa Ana who now lives in LA and I've been bugging you to do this record for the podcast for ever since it came out this album came out at the end of May because I've just been listening into it nonstop. I have it on my rotation and something about it really grabbed me I really love her voice and I think the production on this album is really interesting yeah I was I think a little bit skeptical because of the pop sheen Mm -hmm. of these songs they are produced as pop songs and have a certain kind of straightforward invitingness sonically that initially it's just like ah, it's just pop music whatever but thank you for pushing me (laughs) because there there is some depth here and i think it starts from the very beginning where you know it sounds like a pop song but the first track really starts pretty stripped off stripped back rather mm-hmm. with you know just her voice and a little bit of echoing a little bit of vocoder kind of off on one side just fleshing it out but really her she is the star her voice is the star and what she's singing about is you know doubt and searching for faith and just you know on, on the one hand it's universal quarter life stuff for someone, I guess she wrote this album kind of in her late 20s and early 30s, figuring yeah, stuff out. She um, She's released two EPs, the first one in 2015, and there was another one where after her first album, her first full length, that had a few of these songs on it, and then they repurposed here, and there are, there are several new songs. Yeah, it, it's got the real sense of a journey because, yeah, the songs were written over several years, mm-hmm. and so it's not the real feeling of like, oh crap, we need to do an album. I'll write all of the songs, but really that sense of things flowing out of her life. And, you know, you always warn me against saying, oh, this is not necessarily about her, but everything about the songs 
lyrics and her in interviews seems to be like it's really about her and her search for meaning in life yeah she's talked in interviews about how this album is intended to kind of tell a story and that was actually what i liked about it is it starts out waking up like oh no like what am i doing with my life should i really continue to try and be a musician and it goes through a journey of sort of getting your act together getting rid of toxic relationships and habits and sort of being clear on what you want in life. And, you know, part of why we do this podcast where we talk about one particular album at a time is because I like the idea. I like artists who put together an album thoughtfully where it's conveying a message that is larger than each of the songs on their own. Yeah. So we go from this into an exploration of all of those kind of toxic (laughs) uh, behaviors in a real upbeat, but also kind of bummer of a number called Bad Thing. such a like fun upbeat number and yet it's you know a song inspired by uh as an interview mia follick described as a really bad hangover like really really bad and you do get that sense of that morning after like oh god what did i do yeah and not just that but after you've done the same thing over and over again yeah the sort of thing like uh and yeah that this isn't a new experience just Mm -hmm. like uh uh-huh again over and over and over again and that feeling of that the the party isn't fun anymore and yet you know i guess it's at, you're a 20 something musician in la it's pretty easy to just keep partying and keep partying and i'm glad to read that i guess she has gotten sober in her 30s and has a little perspective now yeah we, she's got a beautiful voice she's classically trained in vocals and we listened to an interview with her where she played several of these songs just on the acoustic guitar with her voice obviously And they were so beautiful, like her voice is so arresting and her songwriting is is great, but you hear these songs on the record with all of the production and it gives it such a different flavor and feeling. And I'm a little frustrated that I couldn't find um, credits for any of these songs or the album as a whole anywhere, including on her Bandcamp page. Um, But I know she had mentioned somewhere that she co-wrote this with or she wrote this with the help of Mitski and Andrew Wells and when I saw that I was like oh yeah her vocal style really reminds me of Mitski not with not as far as her singing style but her the rawness and emotion of her vocals yeah the she has so much energy and yeah so much immediacy like I really feel like we're seeing into her soul here and what I appreciate is that I think a lot of these songs are very produced but 
I mean, they were recorded, in, I think, with different producers. And so that she's able to explore different sounds. Her voice, I think, is very versatile. And then she's able to work with a variety of different producers on these different songs. And again, there are crowdsourced credits out there that I'm not going to claim because I, I don't know. Someone, we don't know if they're accurate. Yeah, we don't know. Someone found them. There's nothing authoritative. So I'm not going to just talk out of my butt. But uh, I am glad that this energetic swing in the record continues on the next track which is a, a barn burner it's called get out of my house you never want to touch me that I first heard that made me really excited about the album coming out because it's it has such great energy and it's such a like it's su- it's such a cathartic song about getting rid of toxic relationships and habits and everything else that is weighing you down in life and it just feels so clarifying yeah it is really fun after these relatively kind of synth pop sounding tracks to hear really straight ahead rock song mm-hmm. anchored by this steady no nonsense beat and then she just lets her voice go and it sounds like okay she's shout, kind of getting really energetic and then there's that weird inter chorus where she's like woo and it's okay she's really having a lot of fun here and it's a blast yeah and it's a lot of the songs are dominated by synth lines and this one has an actual guitar with a little bit of a guitar solo which i always enjoy yeah it's really fun though because it seems so straightforward but then i'm listening to it like oh yeah it's structurally kind of wonky where there's not like a pre-chorus chorus but it's almost like a core a fake out chorus before you then hear a little bit more of like a micro bridge in between the two halves of the chorus and that including that woo before then the second half the chorus comes back and it's even more emphatic and more energetic and combined with that is something i really found like a lack of kind of vanity in her vocals where she really emphasizes her breathing in mm-hmm. on her singing mm-hmm. where i feel like in a lot of cases you you want to kind of buff that out and not emphasize it and here it becomes a percussion instrument and her breathing in is just like i'm so emotional and she's those breaths in become a really important part of the song and i quite like that and it's also really you know a, a factor of it being very close mic'd and i really like that because it makes you feel like you're in the room with the person and it it make it gives it such an immediacy that you don't get from different vocal style yeah so that immediacy very appropriate for get out of my house like <laughs> we're breaking up kind of song and then leads into where we slow down the tempo and things get a little more contemplative for a bit of a postmortem on the next track. It's called Nothing to See. 
really enjoy this track. It has such a, you know, super spacey feel that we heard a little of towards the end of that, where the voices are pinging around in the space. And yet it starts and you throughout, you hear this just acoustic guitar that's maybe a little bit out of tune. And so I love this very earthy, raw sound that then becomes elevated over the course of the song. Yeah, the doubling of the vocals and the way that some of her, like she's her own backing vocal, I assume, in some of this where she's clearly very far away from the mic and it sounds like she's standing across the room is one of the effects I like, as well as the crispness of the production. It just feels, all of this whole record feels so snappy. Yeah, and you know, thematically, I, I love that this apparently, she said she wrote it initially about the same relationship that is in Get Out of My House, so it very much is before the breakup, after the breakup, and then she kind of expanded it in her, as she wrote to be more about the general toxicity of her life, including the you know drug abuse in Bad Thing, and so it is just a lot of ooh, life, I, I'm not doing great here. <laughs> So the next song we'll play is kind of the, the title track, sort of. It's called Cockroach. Crush me under the weight Bitterness, jealousy, hate Cause I'm a fucking cockroach And you can't kill me I'm a fucking cockroach And you can't kill me said in interviews that the title of this that this song and the title of the album come from this idea of a cockroach as being both like the worst thing in the world that's really disgusting and also super resilient because they've survived mass extinctions and like you can never get rid of them and she talks about how she really relates to that because through you know through the cycle of the emotional cycle that this album covers there's kind of feeling like you're the worst person in the world and it's a really down moment to also you're really resilient and you can live through it yeah this real feeling of just of self-awareness and finding the power within just like throw it at me like i can take it and it's really something and sonically it's so it starts off as just like oh this is kind of this quiet you know, sort of downbeat pop song. And then suddenly these drum rhythms that feel like it's got to be a drum machine. It's so rapid and artificial and all these crazy synths start layering. Her voices come in, but with weird pitch shifting. So it becomes this real cosmic exploration. It's not a long song, but more than half of it is just this crazy space journey. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, I think of it as the meditative centerpiece to the album where there aren't a ton of lyrics, but it's just this... Yeah, like you said, just kind of spaces out in all of these different directions with all these layers of electronic instrumentation. And it's just kind of like collects, it's like a place to collect your thoughts and go into the second half of the album. Yeah, and this is very much, I think, focused on, this song is very much Roach as Survivor. And it actually was written after the next song, which is kind of Roach as something pretty disgusting. It's called Tetherball. I'm not careful enough 
another song that pulls the trick of starting super quiet and then just layering in the instruments and there's no percussion up through the entire section we hear and it starts to come in kind of halfway through the song and I think it's really appropriate for this kind of moment of realization and all of the agony and about her self-destructive patterns and finally here seeming to come to a point of just like I I kind of I'm starting to understand what's happening here and it's it's easier to lie but I need to stop lying yeah i love the way that these this record is sequenced and the fact that in the beginning it's kind of like oh i'm partying a lot and i'm dating you know i'm i'm in toxic relationships but i'm having uh, it's very stimulating and the songs are more upbeat and kind of pop sounding and then there's this middle section where it's kind of like a self-awareness and like reconciliation with what what's happening and these songs are more spare in the production and more kind of quiet and contemplative and then the the last part of the album is more upbeat as we go into like kind of the next um the the next emotional cycle or at least like feeling like she has changed her life and is ready for the next thing yeah so we we take that big upswing in energy and emotion on this next track we'll play it's called so clear there is the middle of that song and I, I I would have liked to play the whole thing I would have liked to have play, have played all these songs because they're all great but it starts out in a very spare 
just vocals with just a little bit of instrumentation and through the course of the song it really just ramps up and opens up and you really get the feeling of looking at your life and being feeling that sense of clarity of this is what I need to do and she really conveys that well with the melody and the way the instrumentation is layered throughout the song yeah well I really enjoy how you know as much as I feel like these are pop songs in production mostly this one really feels the most kind of dancey Mm -hmm. like it feels like a club track that's super upbeat even as you know it starts off pretty spare and i really enjoyed the kind of bait and switch of its kind of verse verse chorus in the beginning and those are relatively down like uh it's just i was down i was crying i was desperate i was screaming it's a bit of a struggle and then you get a first chorus that's the 10,000 days of waking up which I think you were the one that said yeah about 27 years yeah I did the math on that yeah and so um, as opposed to the 10,000 hours to get expert at something I guess it's 10,000 days to hit your quarter life crisis Um, but then we come into after coming out of the chorus we get another verse and then instead of a, a, a second verse we get this total left turn into the just uh, I said, no, no, just watch me go. And it's just like, I refuse to be even bound by what society is putting, this box society is putting me in. I say, screw it. I'm going to blaze my own path. I love it. Yeah, all of the lyrics on this whole record are, she's got a really, a, some really clever lines. And the part of the song that we didn't play, it starts out with, I was down like you see in the movies, crying on the bathroom floor, blaming everybody around me, hating myself more. And just that like down like you see in the movies is such a cute lyric. And there are a lot of really great lyrical turns of phrase on this record. Yeah, it's nice. I, it's clever without being opaque. I think the lyrics yeah. are straightforward, but never feel dumb, never feel half-baked or thoughtless. It's a thoughtful, but very straightforward. And the metaphors are explained. Like in Tetherball, <laughs> she explains that she's, she feels like a tetherball swinging back and forth with her emotions until she's wrapped around the pole. And it's like, it's all very clear, which I yeah. like. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I, I, I like an album that's super challenging, but this one, it's just like, no, it's pop music, but it's really clever thoughtful good pop music so the next song we'll play is the penultimate track it's called ordinary This track uh, is, for me, a nice contrast with, remember I noted how Nothing to See was really anchored in this out-of-tune guitar, very organic, but very kind of off. And here is a song that is very quiet, 
and very guitar driven and all of the guitars are super clean and pretty and in tune and maybe there's a little squeaking on there so they still feel very organic but everything feels in sync and it's so perfect for someone who's like oh i can be at peace with myself and have a non-toxic relationship and so it is really a beautiful place of calm to be at at the end of the record yeah the acoustic guitar and the piano which is also has very clean production it just is so uh it's such a level set and it is a really great reset as the penultimate track to kind of send you off and it has such a great feeling about it like I really feel the sense of yeah my life can be small and it can be big enough for me like I am comfortable in a good relationship doing things that are right for me I don't have to have everything yeah it's I, I feel very optimistic that this is really based on where she's at I know she had a I guess a bad breakup during the pandemic but is in a new relationship and hopefully this is about that relationship well, and, and she talks about like i don't think life is linear like this isn't just like now everything is going to be fine at the end of the record it's yeah. it's a cycle and i'm sure you know she will go through other cycles like this is how she views it but yeah. i i like that it tells a complete story of somebody going through something yeah it's a very impressive second album and i know i the first one came up before the pandemic i think 2018 right mm -hmm. so quite a break here a lot of growing up and a really impressive, mature artistic statement here. And fortunately, she's now getting out there. She has spring tour opening for Ali and AJ and then in the spring, and then is now turning around late in the summer and will be touring as a headliner, hitting a couple festivals, also hitting the independent in September. Oh, so uh, people will have a chance to see her in a reasonable sized room. And what date is that? That's the 18th of September. Okay. It's awesome. a Monday. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I really look forward to seeing her live and bringing these songs to life in person. She's just got such a remarkable voice. And this album is so thoughtful and so well produced and well put together. It, uh, it, I, I just was really surprised by it, especially considering this is only her second album. Yeah, I, as I said, I was a little skeptical and you won me over. But more importantly, the record won me over with the talent and just artistic maturity that's very impressive so the last song is named after a dive bar with dancing in echo park called the shortstop and we're gonna go out with that you've been listening to us discuss mia folic's second record called roach and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening i'm overjoyed to be home red to Customs, but then I can't sleep at night. I'm always distracted by construction and street lights and feeling alone. Climb Griffith Park at sunrise. Somebody tell.
BFF.FM Podcast Network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.